Hello and welcome to Around the Corner. I'm Matt Schlichting, joined as always by Brian Hemminger. Brian, what did this week of baseball bring us from the minor leagues? Uh, It was the most hectic so far this season. I mean, we've had transactions all over the place, some uh, players getting red hot, um, and we've had a lot of injuries. So a lot of need for prospects to come in and help us save the day a little bit. So it has been, you know, a wild week in the minor leagues for the Indians. Nope. There's a lot to cover. So let's go ahead and get right into it by covering our top 10 prospects from the Indian system. Number one is Nolan Jones, and he had himself uh, not a bad week overall. He had a 304 average. We like to see the contact from this man, don't we? We like to see contact, and we like to see him drop the strikeout rate and increase the walk rate. And I think that's exactly what he did this week. He's he's actually improved every week so far. Like He started out ice cold that first week. And this was by far his best week. He, he just missed our top five players of the week. And so his full slash ends up being 304, 429, 522. Never going to hear complaints from me when those numbers are there for mm-hmm. any reason whatsoever. Yeah. That's and it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he finished what with the 158 WRC plus over the, the week. So, yeah, that's great. So we'll hope that he continues to pick up steam as the season moves along. Uh, Our number two man, Tyler Freeman, uh, you came in guns blazing about this guy, which was fun. I love Tyler Freeman. I mean, he he fits that profile of that hard contact, low strikeout um, player, and he is just locked in right now. He's he's doing what right now, what Owen Miller was doing the first couple weeks at triple a. And this is his first time ever at double a. I understand it's been like a year and a half or two years, pretty much since uh, he's had a chance to really play. So he probably should have been at double a anyway, but, or maybe even higher, but this week uh, in five games, he went seven for 19 uh, slashed three sixty eight five twenty six thirty two. Uh, with two doubles, a home run, no strikeouts, none. He also walked twice, and he is a a Brandon Geyer Jr., by the way, with four hit-by-pitches in five games. If it gets you on base, I like it. I've noticed uh, he has a penchant for getting hit-by-pitches. It is not uncommon to see that next to his name uh, in the box score. So I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him about it if I get to interview him again sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm i always curious to know if it's part of a strategy. I, I think part of it is, you know, just maybe you like to crowd the plate and maybe part of your swing plane, you know, puts more of your body through the strike zone. Like that's what Geyer's secret was. Like I, I literally watched like these breakdown videos of like his leg, like with the way he kicked it out like his knee like went through the strike zone and he would get hit by strikes and piss, piss pitchers off pretty bad. <laughs> it was just his swing, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. How else may he hit the ball if not this way? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, Tyler Freeman, he is scorching red hot. Uh, it is so good to see these guys hitting well. Uh, our top two prospects, like 
we were a little nervous because they both started a little slow, but I mean, they are absolutely locked in. Right yeah, now. nothing is slow about what they're doing now. Uh, on the other hand, Bo Naylor, now at AA, he had a little bit of a tough week. Yeah, that's definitely uh, not the numbers you want to see. Uh, he had one hit in five games. He went one for 19. Uh, it was a home run, so okay. at least he had that. And then he had three walks and nine strikeouts. So definitely not what you were uh, hoping to see. But, uh, you know, you're going to have uh, rough weeks at times. Uh, yeah, you know, with Freeman having like a, a two, whatever, 213 or something, WRC plus, uh, Bose was 14. Mm-hmm. I, I am a little encouraged that he was still able to draw some walks. Mm-hmm. And it's not like his strikeout rate went completely through the roof. So he just struggled a little bit. It is currently a career high. Um, he started uh, at rookie ball in 2018 with a 20% strikeout rate after they jumped him an extra level and moved him to full season uh, low A uh, in 2019. It went up a little bit to 23%. uh, But right now it is a significant increase at 39%. So I'm hoping he can uh, get that sorted out on the bright side. As you mentioned, the walks, he is posting a career high walk rate, 15.5%. Yeah, he might just be a little overmatched when it comes to his contact. A little bit. I mean, they are—they have been extremely aggressive uh, with his placement. So I I think he'll settle in just like, you know, some of these other guys. He just has to get used to this level a little bit more. Uh, That's kind of what happened with him. If you look, if you remember. Yes. uh, He started a little slow in Lake County and then really heated up the, the last half of the season. So. I will definitely be keeping an eye on him. And and it's good that we check on these guys for their weekly stats instead of just the season stats, because they, even if the weekly stats improve, it might take a little bit for the season stats. to. Yeah, it's it's nice to get a sample of both side by side just to see. Cool. So they're trending in the right direction. But for the season, this this was definitely his worst week. So now uh, moving on. Yeah, George Valera, I believe, still has not played. So it's been two weeks now. So I'm definitely getting concerned. Um, So I did find out, I believe it was an oblique, which, as you know, is one of the worst muscles you can tweak uh, just because that is like, you know, those core muscles that's so important with your swing, uh, with throwing, with pretty much everything that happens in baseball. (laughs) So all of the baseball things, it turns out. I mean... They still haven't placed him on the injured list, but I think that's because they just have some extra spots there. So they just called up uh, uh, a couple guys and they're just filling in for him in the outfield at the moment. And he's just not on the injured list. But yep, we just we're going to have to wait this one out. Uh, it's frustrating. Hopefully it's not a long term injury. Uh, you know, Fran Meal's out for what, a month and a half at least. I'm hoping it's not that long. With Valera, but if it's as bad as Fran was, which I don't think it was, because I think he tweaked something on a throw. It wasn't like him swinging at full strength. I'm hoping it's not as bad as Fran Mills, but if it is, we might have to wait another month. But I don't, I hope we don't. The, 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 my biggest problem with this is obliques aren't something that, you know, you just come back and you're immediately amazing again, you know. You remember when Jason Kipnis hurt his oblique? Like, he stunk for, like, the first two months he returned. It takes a long time, once it's healed, for you to regain all of the strength back. Very frustrating, because 
I still feel like we haven't had a really good chance to see Valera at his peak. So I'm hoping that, you know, he can get healthy and and we can see that because I just, I want to see him just succeed so badly and he just hasn't had that big opportunity yet. He hasn't. And I look forward to the day that it finally happens. In the meantime, Gabriel Arias, he also had not the greatest week, it turns out. Yeah, he uh, went three for 13 in, or three for 23 in six games over uh, 24 plate appearances. No extra base hits, struck out five times, walked once. Slash was 130, 167, 130. He had a negative WRC plus, so yikes, negative 23. On the bright side, he did get added to MLB's Pipeline's top 100 prospects in all of baseball. Hey, there's so something. He's got that going for him. Now he just has to earn it a little more. For what it's worth, prove, he was unlucky. Right. Yeah, and I think he will. He was unlucky on balls in play this week. Yeah, 167 BAPIP. It wouldn't have made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I don't think. It was just a bad week for him from an approach standpoint, but... I mean, on the bright side, the strikeout rate wasn't obscene, so I think he'll be okay. I do too, and perhaps the spirit of Donnie Diesel will visit him soon. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we've got Daniel Espino, our top pitching prospect on the list. Um, He had an interesting week as well. He got to get two starts in during that time, and he was sensational. He really was. Like, honestly... You could argue he, he should be in our top five for the week with uh, what he was able to do. His first start, he went four and two-thirds, shutout innings, uh, two walks. Well, it wasn't shutout. It was one unearned run. So no earned runs over four and two-thirds innings. Two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Uh, his last start, which was Wednesday, he went four innings, four hits, two walks, one earned run, seven strikeouts again. So for the for the week, two starts, uh, eight and two-thirds innings pitched, ERA 1.04, 14 strikeouts. He had a loss. 40% strikeout rate for the week. Yeah. That's fantastic. His, his and fit was considering, 2.1. Yeah, this is his age 20 season. Yeah, I, me likey, me likey. This kid, and he's throwing, oh, he also threw 101 miles an hour. I am really excited about what this kid is capable of. I mean, I heard that he was an extremely hard worker and like he put in a ton of time in the off season, like just improving his strength and he's showing it. So very, very excited to see uh, what he's capable of doing the rest of the season. And I'm just pumped that he's getting a chance to, to show it, especially after, you know, we've had some uh, injuries with uh, some of our other top uh, next up, we've got Brian Rocchio. So how did Mr. Uh, Rocchio do? He had a slash line of 203, 244, 324 on the week. So not fantastic. My main concern was he had at least one strikeout in every game. Only managed to draw one walk. It's not a, a, a rosy picture overall, but he's still young. Mm-hmm. And he did hit a home run. He stole a couple bases. So he's still out there doing his thing. Um, and I can't remember, but I think on his home run, uh, he, uh, pimped it a bit, which I always love. Mm. So 
even if he's struggling, he's going to celebrate that home run. And I can't wait to see him do it at higher levels. This could very well just be a random slice of six games that he wasn't too good in an Mm -hmm. otherwise great season. So exactly. So moving on, we've got Aaron Bracco. So Aaron Bracco over this past week, another one, not so hot. Uh, He in six games went two for 21, um, had a double three walks, seven strikeouts, stole a base. Um, I think uh, the strangest part is let me check that BAPIP. Okay, yeah, yeah. He had a really bad BAPIP for the week. So he was pretty unlucky. Um, 143 BAPIP. So so I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, he is too talented to have that bad of a week without being unlucky. So it's not like he was going up there and striking out every time. A tough week. The WRC plus of eight is tough, but he still drew some walks. The strikeout rate wasn't crazy. It's just... He's got to continue with the approach, and hopefully things click. Exactly. Uh, next up, we've got Ethan Hankins. Uh, I still have not heard if he's actually had the Tommy John surgery. Uh, but then uh, last but not least, we have Josh Wolf. Uh, he had one start, and he pitched four shutout innings. Uh, two hits, two walks, three strikeouts. So nice job, Josh Wolf. Uh, that Lindor trade's looking better and better. And he... <clears throat> he's not one that I had much familiarity with prior to that, but so far I have enjoyed what I have seen very much. Yeah. I think uh, this kid's super talented and this is also his age 20 season. So uh, really, really excited to see what uh, he can bring. And I think, let me check for the season here. Yeah. Uh, in three starts, he has, uh, Numbers aren't incredible. Uh, he did have one, uh, you know, not so great start out of his three. So that is skewing his numbers a little bit, making his ERA 4.09 on the season. Uh, yeah, because he had one start where he went three innings and four runs. And then he's had one start with four innings, one run, and then the most recent four showdown innings. So, so far it's been good, then bad, then good. So hopefully that trend ends and he just has good, good, good for like the next whole month. That brings us to the end of our top 10 players in the system. And so now we're going to take a moment to highlight the top five from anywhere who just had awesome weeks. Uh, Who was, uh, and this isn't necessarily in any order, but who's the first guy we have on the list, Brian? Well, Oscar Gonzalez is first on the order and he's first on our, for a reason actually, because he was ridiculous. He was, he was absolutely ridiculous. Um, In five games, he went 10 for 22 uh, slashed 455, 478, 727, smashed two home runs. I think he's up to six on the season. Uh, even walked. Like, that is mind-blowing. He he walked. I don't think it was an intentional walk. So huge props to Oscar Gonzalez for earning a walk. If you don't know, he is probably the player least likely to walk in the entire Indian system. Uh, and he only struck out once in the whole week, which is also gr- incredible because he he normally is in that, you know, 20 to 30 percent strikeout rate range. So very, very exciting. And he had a crazy WRC plus 231. So well done, Oscar. Um, 
Next up, Tyler Freeman. Uh, we've kind of already talked about that, but uh, I just want to highlight again that he had a 520 on base percentage. That is insane. It's Absolutely cool when insane. you have more hit by pitch than strikeouts, but when it's four to none, that, I don't know. What a cool week. <laughs> yep, good for him. Uh, next up, uh, we have a debuter, I believe, in the top five performers. He was our fifth round draft pick in last year's draft, 2020. He is one of the three college pitchers from that draft that we had last year that immediately got rushed to high A Lake County. Uh, And Mason Hickman this week pitched uh, one start, five shutout innings, two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. So keep an eye out for Mason Hickman. He's from that, uh, you know, they they call Cleveland minor league system the pitching factory. Uh, But if you also want to say there are colleges that are pitching factories, Vanderbilt is one of them. That is where he's from. So. So our fourth guy on the list from the week was Logan T. Allen. Not a huge surprise. This guy has been a regular on the top uh, performers. And this time around in two starts, he went 11 and two thirds innings pitched, uh, had a 1.54 ERA. So allowed two runs on nine hits uh, with one walk and 12 strikeouts. That is a pretty darn good strikeout to walk ratio, I would say. He remains Logan number one. He is the Logan Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last but not least, this one might surprise some people, but there is a reason Bradley Zimmer was recalled uh, to the Cleveland today, and it's because he is scorching red hot. This past week, he, in six games oh, for Columbus, he went seven for 17 with two doubles, five walks, a hit by pitch, and he slashed 412. He beat... Tyler Freeman's on base percentage, 565, and then slugged 529 with a 202 WRC plus. So a well-deserved promotion for Bradley Zimmer. I'm hopeful that this is something that he's figured out and he'll be able to carry the momentum forward. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough with uh the Cleveland's outfield situation. You got Eddie Rosario and Josh Naylor and then Harold Ramirez all, you know, seemingly still healthy. So it'll be kind of tough. For him to get regular at bats um but i do think that he is going to get some playing time and he can always you know get a uh, pinch running duties and stuff so i think that he will have some opportunities to contribute here at the major league level and it definitely seems like they're calling him up at the right time moving on we've got our carnegie cupboard uh these are our Players that may not be on the top prospect lists that we single out and we want to kind of follow along throughout the season. So the rules on these are we just we pick these guys, we follow along each podcast and we can change them out at any time throughout the season. Um, And we also the other only other rule is we me and Matt both have one position player and one pitcher. They can be a starting pitcher or a reliever. So. Uh, this week, Matt, uh, Ernie Clement, kind of tough to see how he's doing when he doesn't play. So. It's a bummer. I'm looking forward to having more opportunities to see him play in person since he's in yep. AAA. But you, you might have to be replacing him soon if he's uh, not going to be playing. I don't know. I haven't been able to follow up on injury news, but I don't think there has been any on him. He's not on <laughs> the injured list. So right. similar to Valera, I guess, just... 
I don't know. He's in the Maybe void. it's a day-to-day thing. I'm not sure. But I know that, you know, he hit a triple, then he left the game. So. <laughs> he just legged it out a little too hard. It happens. I guess. Um, and then uh, my position player, Micah Priest, he had his first rough week of the year. Uh, in six games, he went four for 21, uh, slashed 190, 261, 333. He did hit a double and a triple, was hit by a pitch, walked, and stole a base, but he did strike out eight times. So not great, not horrific. If, uh, you know, you struggling is Mendoza with a 261 on base. With you, Matt, uh, you have a very interesting uh, information on your pitcher pitcher for your covered guy. Indeed. So Eric Mock made one start or one appearance during the week. Uh, he was promoted from Lynchburg to Akron as well. Now, was the he made the start after the promotion, correct? The start is happening as we're recording this. So he, the, he is pitching game two of the doubleheader right now. It just started. So I don't know how he's doing. I, I can look to see. We can do a live, a mini live update. <laughs> Yeah, we. prior to that, he had two and a third innings pitched, gave up five hits, two runs, didn't walk anybody, had three strikeouts, but the ball was in play a bit too much, perhaps. Uh, But Cleveland seemingly liked what they saw out of him uh, to promote him from Lynchburg to double A to start in a double header. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think overall on the season, though, his ERA is still below two. Uh, He's been terrific. And he has not had a chance to debut yet because Akron has the bases loaded and has already scored a run in the first inning. Will Benson is currently up. So I will keep this tab open in case Will Benson does something incredible. Yeah. So what about your uh, pitcher for the week? Uh, my boy, Francisco Perez, was sensational. Uh, this guy is has been one of the biggest bright spots of the Cleveland minor league pitching system uh, this year um he started the week with uh he, he made two appearances let me let me get these separated quick because they were uh really interesting but he made two appearances in the first appearance he only went uh 1.1 innings but they were perfect innings and struck out two so that was back on friday then He came out of the bullpen Wednesday, and he, in four innings, allowed one hit, so faced one over the minimum, and struck out eight, no walks. Just ridiculous. So for the week, in two games, he had five and a third innings pitched, one hit, no walks, ten strikeouts. This guy is going to be starting any day now at this point. I mean, if they're letting him do four innings out of the bullpen and he does that, I mean, you are wasting him if he's not a starting pitcher. And he's been a starting pitcher historically throughout his career. This is the first year that he's ever been used really out of the bullpen. So I think he's about to be, especially with all the injuries and the shuffling that they're having to do, um, he is probably going to be joining Akron's rotation any day now uh, because they just did promote a guy. We'll be talking to that in the transaction section, but they are down another starting pitcher because somebody got promoted to Columbus to, to fill the void from Columbus pitchers being promoted to Cleveland. So very exciting. Uh, Francisco Perez is considerably better than I even expect anticipated. So well, that is the cupboard closing 
for the week, but we do have some transactions before we wrap up, in addition to a couple of injuries to keep some tabs on. Mm-hmm. So uh, transaction number one, we did have a player placed on the injured list, uh, Julian Escobedo. Uh, he, I believe, was an outfielder in low A, uh, got off to a really hot start. He was one of those reasons as a table setter that Lynchburg was scoring so many runs. Like he just was getting on base and then the sluggers were knocking him in all game. Uh, so he is on the injured list with a right hamstring strain. This one was interesting. Uh, Cade Smith was promoted to Lynchburg. And I want to pull this up because it was incredible. Also, by the way, uh, Will Benson walked so with the bases loaded. So good job, Will. Got an RBI. Um, but Cade Smith was undrafted in 2020. That might sound bad, but you got to remember because of the pandemic, that draft was only five rounds long. I mean, maybe he would have been a sixth round pick. Who knows? He went undrafted. He actually was drafted by the twins like three years early, two or three years earlier out of high school, but he turned it down in his debut. You got to hear this. He went two and two thirds innings pitched, struck out seven, one hit, no walks. So all but one out was a strikeout. He was a revelation. Now, next appearance wasn't so hot. He, uh, in two thirds of an inning, he did strike out too, but he got hit for three hits and three walks and four runs. So not nearly as good, but the guy is a strikeout machine. So that is something to absolutely keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, because so far in three and a third innings pitched, he has nine strikeouts. Like he does not like letting them put the ball in play. Other transactions, Andrew Messiasik uh, was promoted from low A Lynchburg to double A Akron. Now that might sound aggressive, and it is, but he was a college draftee in 2019, a uh, 32-round pick. So, you know, he was he's 23, so this isn't like, you know, I don't think it'll be too much for him. And he started the season uh, incredible in... Uh, low A Lynchburg to start the year in 11 and a thirds innings pitched. What do you think his ERA is? 2.18. 0.00. Oh. So, yeah, that's pretty better. good. 19 strikeouts, two walks in 11 and a third innings. So this guy might be somebody worth keeping an eye on. Diamond in the rough as a 32 round draft pick. Those are some intriguing numbers and I will indeed keep tabs on him. Granted, he was older for that level, so we'll see how he does at double A. Um, also, as uh, we mentioned earlier, Eric Mock promoted to Lynchburg. Still has not had a chance to pitch because Akron is just finishing up the top of the first inning. And then also tan- the reason that Francisco Perez might need to be transitioned to uh, the starting is Tanner Tully, uh, kind of a depth reliever or a starting pitcher in Cleveland system. He was promoted to Columbus from the double A rotation. I really don't view him as like, you know, some kind of insane prospect, but he is just a lefty that throws strikes and eats innings. So he does his job. You know, you can't have an elite pitching prospect at every single night, unfortunately. I I wouldn't be terrified at the idea of him making a spot start for the Indians at some point. Like, I don't know that it would be pretty, but it's not like he would get completely devastated. Yeah, he's uh he he had his best year. Uh, he's he is a Buckeye, so I do uh like him. But uh, yeah, in terms of you know career numbers and everything, not really blowing you away. Uh, 
like this year, he is kind of struggling, actually. He had an 8 ERA in uh, Akron in three starts and then uh, got knocked around a little bit uh, for four runs or five runs in six innings in his debut for Columbus yesterday. Yeah, I, I would not really view him as much of a prospect, but but what he does do is keep the bullpen fresh because he can eat innings. So I think that about covers uh, all the major news and information, though, for uh, the week in uh, Cleveland system. We don't have any questions for this week, but perhaps for next we will. Oh, yeah, we will definitely be bringing in the questions next week. I'm sure... People are going to have a lot to say and ask about after some of the craziness that's been happening. And we're going to be t- getting the chance to talk about some debuts. Oh, speaking of debuts, we before we close it out, we should probably be talking about this. Uh, Eli Morgan going to be making his MLB de- debut Friday morning or Friday against uh, Detroit. Pretty exciting. I think uh, you and I have both been a fan of Eli Morgan throughout his uh, time in Cleveland system. Yes. Yeah, I got to see him pitch. I guess it would have been his second to last start in Columbus. He didn't blow people away, but it was a fine, solid quality start. So uh, there is a chance that I'll be able to be there for the game. I don't know yet, but I'm excited to see the start either way. Yeah. And he has been in the system since 2017. He was drafted as an eighth round pick in the 2017 draft out of Gonzaga. So he's 25 years old. I think what's been most interesting for me has been uh, his development as a bit of a strikeout artist. He's been pretty good. Um, In 2019, he was terrific. He started the year at high A, and he had ended 2018 at high A. So people were like, you know what, he's not that. Maybe they don't think that much of him. But in high A... He uh, was sensational. Uh, only lasted six starts before he got promoted to double A. Uh, but over that time, he he had a 1.87 ERA, struck out struck out 40, and walked five. So that is pretty good. Then he got promoted to double A, where he struck out 104 in 102 innings and walked 33. Put up some good numbers and then finished the year getting promoted, or and then even made one spot start in AAA, spanned three levels over the course of one season. Then he got added to the 40-man roster this past November. They protected him from the Rule 5 draft, which was very smart because now they need him. He's not going to blow you away with velocity, but I think he does touch, you know, 93-94 with his fastball. It's been improving a little bit every season. I think the best thing about Eli Morgan is his changeup. I mean, he has one of the best, if not the best, changeup in Cleveland system, Um, If he can locate that fastball, he is going to strike out so many Tigers tomorrow uh, with that changeup. The only other thing on him that I want to note is that Jeff Passan, he tweeted a really neat story about, I guess, Eli Morgan's father was Jeff's like first boss at his first sports writing job. Uh, It was a very cool thread to get to go read. So I would encourage everyone to go check it out. I will definitely be checking that out. There is one other thing I want to throw in there about Eli. I believe since 2018, he has led all Indians minor league pitchers in strikeouts. So that is also something to think about. Maybe he hasn't had the per season strikeout rate, but he has just been Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, staying healthy and uh, throwing a lot of innings and striking people out, which is exactly what Cleveland needs right now. 
it'll be exciting to see what he does. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I believe that we've come to the end of the podcast. Um, If it's okay with you, Brian, I think I'd like to send us off with a a short selection from EE Gamings. Are you familiar? Hit me with it. Exposed stranger missions than the appalling. But short fat mouths! And we were nothing in vain. I break the flirt. <laughs>